Welcome back to the Wag Me Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Nick, how we doing on this Friday morning? Doing wonderful. Ready for the weekend. Oh, me too. Uh, so we are here a little bit earlier during the day Friday than typical. Typically, we do our injury report in the late evening. Unfortunately, we can't do that today. This is the best we're going to get. So we're here in the wonderful Friday morning, bright and sunny outside in Pittsburgh, um, we're ready to report to you. So we really don't have the most updated, well, we have the most recent news to us, but by the time it probably gets to your ears, there might be some new breaking news on some of these players. Um, so Nick, why don't we just dive right into the injuries ahead of week six? Right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. I think a lot of these as well, um, we can kind of predict what's going to happen just based on the reports that we do have. Um, but of course some may change, but yeah, let's start with Kyle Pitts limited participant on in Thursday, Thursday's practice with a hamstring injury, Kyle Pitts. It's he missed last week. It's looking like he may be able to play this week. It depends on the Friday report, but from what I've heard, he has been trending in a good direction um, as opposed to where he was at a week ago. I think he's truly questionable, a game-time decision, if you will. They play San Francisco, correct? Yes, so it's not a good matchup. Yeah, regardless, you got to leave Kyle Pitts on your bench. Let him let him actually show up this year before putting him into your lineup. I'm going to turn it over in that division to Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin, he's dealing with a hip injury, supposedly. He didn't practice Thursday, but it was just his rest day. Um, there's no insinuation that he'll miss Sunday's juicy matchup at Pittsburgh. I think Chris Godwin's good to go. Um, he should be in your lineup against a very weak secondary in Pittsburgh. I do as well. This popped up on Wednesday, and he was uh, limited, kind of just practiced on the side for the most part of the day. Thursday didn't practice, but it was a rest day for the veterans that do are dealing with some sort of setback, and it looks like he's going to play. James Conner expected to miss Sunday with a rib injury. Great news as I'm playing him this week in our league. <laughs> Eno Benjamin will be the filler in. I don't know Daryl Williams' status. However, Eno Benjamin has been balling out this year. He's been really impressing Arizona dating back to their training camp um, this offseason. So look for the second-year running back to have a huge day on Sunday. Um, if he's on your waivers and if you need a starting running back, go get him. He's going to get 15-plus points this weekend. Raheem Mostert, his knee's fine. He came out of last Sunday's uh, game with a dinged-up knee, but he says he's playing this Sunday, and that's encouraging for someone. What What did he handle, 18 carries for over 100 yards last week? Yeah, and a touchdown. He's been a beast. We thought it was going to be Chase Edmonds. No, it's Raheem Mostert. If you have him on your roster, well done. Yep, uh, Rashad Bateman did not practice Thursday. He's looking. It's looking like he's going to miss another a consecutive week um, here in week six, as he missed last week. Um, Devin Duvernay should be in line for a fairly large workload again. He was the number one receiver outside of Mark Andrews, and he also let he is um, sorry he was involved in the backfield as well. I think he had like four or five carries. Um, so yeah, I would expect Bateman to be out and Duvernay to be in lineups if he's active. If he's not active, if Bateman's not active. Cam Akers, he took a personal day Thursday. We'll know more about his status today. I don't believe he's injured, truthfully. 
Um, but he again, he wasn't there yesterday. It's not really known by reporters as to why. So we'll know more later on about his status. Regardless, he's not someone that should be in your lineup. Him and Daryl Henderson rotate and are too ambiguous in their roles as it is. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. Cooper Cup did not practice on Wednesday, appeared Thursday. He should play. There's no way you're even considering taking Cup out of your lineup. Even if his workload is somewhat limited, that means 10 targets still, um, as he's averaging like 15 throughout the season. So, he said yeah, he don't hurt, worry about Cooper Cup. He said he hurt his foot on a 75-yard touchdown last week against Dallas. Um, if there's a play to get hurt, it's a 75-yard touchdown, you know. He's got. He's gonna be there. Uh, there's no reports that insinuate that he's going to miss. Another receiver, if though. He's out. Go ahead. Sorry. If he's out, do you take a shot on Allen Robinson, or is it just avoid all pass catchers other than Higby, who is also on this list that we'll get to in a minute? Higby is definitely a must start. He's he'd be in line for 10 plus targets. I would definitely start Allen Robinson. Um, there's a dozen plus targets freed up with Cup's absence. And what the hell is going on with Allen Robinson, dude? Um, he was signed big money to be a big money player. He hasn't showed up. I don't even know if he's exceeded five targets in a game this year. Yeah, it's been awful. I think he has one, maybe two touchdowns on the season, and those are his only usable weeks. And even those weren't good. It was like 10 points. So yeah, He's gone over 25 receiving yards just once this year. Um, just a bust, uh, all-around bust. We should have learned that last year. He should be on your waivers soon if he's not already. And he might be. And if Cup's out and he's on your waivers, it may be worth a pickup and spot start. Absolutely. Keenan Allen, he was limited in Thursday's practice. He does have a chance to play Monday Night Football. We'll probably know about Keenan Allen's status Saturday. I don't know. He's been out since week one. I believe he tried returning week four or five. Um Fairly recently, I think I, it was week four he tried returning, but he suffered a setback um, Friday before the game. It's He's questionable, truly. He's a game-time decision. I feel like he will be held out again Monday, um, but we'll know about his participation level today, Friday, and then Saturday likely know his official status. Right. Keenan Allen looking like he's not going to be there. Um, probably a buy low if you're – if he misses this week and and you you want to plan something without him because it is Monday night football. You're probably not going to have many other options by then. Um, Dak limited on Thursday. Won't play. He'll be back soon, but expect Cooper rush again. It's just encouraging that he's out there. Dallas's by, I think is week eight, um, which was the timetable for Dak to return was after their buy in week nine. It's encouraging that he's already practicing, even if it's just limited, throwing around. It seems like they're really urgent to get him back, which I don't understand because Cooper Rush, look, Dallas is 4-1. and one. They're playing just fine. I feel like he should be held out until they're by. Yeah, make sure he's healthy. Chris Olave, he was a limited participate, participant in Thursday. He's trending in the right direction. Decent chance he plays Sunday, even if he's limited Friday again. He cleared the third stage of proto, uh, concussion protocol. Um, he did. He, he exited last week with a concussion, correct? Yes, he did on a touchdown. Okay, so he exited. Um, I think there's just one more final stage to clear, and that is um, non-contact football drills or whatever. So I, I expect him to play. 
it's I don't really know the ins and outs of the concussion protocol um, to a T, but it sounds like he's progressing through the stage as well. He's questionable for Sunday, but it seems like he does have a good chance to clear all of his clearances. Yeah, and if he is cleared before the games, you start him. Um, T. Higgins missed Thursday's practice, still recovering from that ankle injury that's been lingering. Um, we'll, we will know his status by the end of tonight after Friday's injury report comes out. Um, but for now, he's questionable. I don't see him playing. I don't. Um, he I he aggravated it last week during their game. He was truly questionable, had an unprobable chance of playing last week. He's suited up, and he got hurt a quarter in. Um, so I think it'd just be wise. It's his ankle, too. That's easily aggravated. I feel like he's going to sit out this week, um, get him fully healthy for the rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor, meanwhile, returned to practice Thursday for the first time since injuring his ankle a week and a half, actually two weeks ago. Um, it, I think he's going to play. Like If he participated today, he's probably going to participate um, lightly in Friday's practice. I believe he'll suit up Sunday, but again, that's someone we'll know Saturday. He's probably going to carry that questionable tag all throughout the weekend. Yeah, and um, are you familiar with Naheem Hines' status after the concussion in last week's performance? I do not. Um, however, I although that should be something we, we have marked on. He's Okay, yeah. so Naheem Hines, he participated limitedly. Wednesday and Thursday, it sounds like he'll play. I mean, he had 10 days to clear concussion protocol between Thursday, last Thursday's game and this Sunday. Um, it sounds like he's going to suit up for Indianapolis. He's a must-start. Right, yeah. uh, he's a must-start yeah, if Taylor's out. I don't even know who the third-string running back is for the Colts, to be honest. Um, Saquon Barkley, another limited practice on Thursday. Um, but it's looking like Barkley's going to be fine. Dable's confident that he'll be able to handle a full workload on Sunday. So ignore the questionable tag that he's carrying right now. He'll be he'll be good to go. It's just precautionary, I feel like. Tyler Higby, right. last guy on our list, he was limited on Thursday. He's likely to head into Sunday with a designation, but he does appear on the right track to be playing this Sunday. Um, there's definitely going to be pressure on him to play if Cup is going to struggle um, to maintain his health heading into Sunday. All right, week winners. Hell yeah! Uh, who's gonna Who's gonna win you a week this week? I'll start at the quarterback position. Um, pains me to say it, but Tom Brady is going to torch Pittsburgh again at Acroshore Stadium. Um, well, he hasn't done it at Acroshore Stadium before. He's done it at Heinz Field plenty of times, but um, who knows? Maybe the new environment will intimidate Brady. But this defense has been susceptible through the air every week of the season. Um, it's an injured secondary right now. Akella Witherspoon out, most likely out. Cameron Sutton dealing with an ankle. It's not looking good for this defense. Um, and Brady's going to be a smash play this week. It's supposed to be good weather, too, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mid-60s, yeah. partly sunny. So weather's not going to be an element that, that phases Brady against Pittsburgh. I agree. He's going to have a huge week. My quarterback week winner for this week is Kyler Murray. Obviously, you're going to start him. It's Kyler Murray. Um, but I'm expecting a huge game from him. He's on the road at Seattle, um, who's allowed the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. 
Both teams are two and three, uh, so this is a big divisional matchup. You know, who's going to be sent to last place in the division versus who's actually in the thick of things. Um, it's a vital win for Arizona's postseason chances. The Seahawks have allowed 31 points per game this year. That's the second most in the league and 42 points per game over their last two games. I'm expecting Kyler to have a huge day in his last game without D-Hop. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the Seahawks win this game, honestly, but I expect a big game from Kyler in response. Um, to the running back position, I'll go to the same game that you're in, Kenneth Walker the third against Arizona. It's looking like he could have a massive day. The Cardinals haven't been able to stop anyone on the ground or anyone in the air. It's just a bad defense in Arizona. Um, and Ken Walker has will solidify his role in your lineup every week with a good performance um, this weekend. And you don't want to miss out on that good performance. So definitely start Ken Walker in your flex or as your RB2, depending on what your options are. Um, but I expect a big game from Ken Walker this week. As do I. I mean, he showed promise last week when Rashad Penny went down. Only expect how many big plays he's going to rip off when given a full game's workload. Um, promising rookie to start this week. I'm also going to pick my week winner at running back for a running back filling in for the typical starter. That's Ramondre Stevenson at Cleveland. Cleveland's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to running backs although that's slightly skewed by Austin Eckler's 35-point performance last week. Nonetheless, in Stevenson's first game without Damian Harris, Stevenson handled the ball 27 times, totaled 175 scrimmage yards. Expect a heavy workload. Um, New England, you know, Mac Jones is banged up, so they're going to lean heavily on that ground game. Headlined by Stevenson, actually dominated by him. Uh, Yeah, he's a surefire starter for me. Yeah, it's funny. Both our running backs are backups filling in for the injured starter. I feel like, um, that, it's almost that, like you, that happens, though. Yeah, you like the backup more than the starter most some weeks because the, the when the starter's there, he deals with the backup vulturing touches. When the starter's out, it's just the backup getting everything. So, I mean, they're great plays when, when there's no one else to worry about in the backfield. Like, I, I don't know what is it, Ty Montgomery for the Patriots, and then there's DJ Dallas for the Seahawks. Like, those guys aren't big concerns. Um, let me move on to wide receiver. My week winner at wide receiver, this, I'm I'm nervous about this pick, but I'm going to ride with it. Romeo Dobbs going up against the Jets. Rodgers is not going to lose two weeks in a row to New York team. And the Jets have actually been decent against number one receivers so far this season, which take your pick it's either Cobb or Lazard um getting most of the targets in this offense I expect Dobbs to have a big day a couple bomb plays maybe a big touchdown and you'll be glad you started him in your flex or your third receiver depending on how your league set up I'm doubling down on Lazard and Dobbs in our wag me war zone league um I do expect a big day from Green Bay uh they need a win after last week's disappointing performance in London Rodgers is seeking vengeance now. I I like this Green Bay offense this week. I feel like they're going to be playing with fire. They're at home as well, so you don't have to worry about a, a weird environment for them. Yeah, I'm all in on pass catchers this week. Now, if I had the option to not start Dobbs, I probably wouldn't, but my team is so thin that I have to. So, <laughs> yeah. Are you he's, starting Lazard and Dobbs? Yep, yep. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm riding it. I'm riding it. They've performed well. That is 
scary. They performed well all throughout the season. If Lazard finds the end zone like he typically does and Dobbs catches a, seven passes this weekend, it's going to be a fine start for me. Um, if I can yeah. get if I can get over 25 between the two of them, I'll be content. But really, 30-plus would be a great day in my eyes. Yeah, 15 each would make it worth it. I'm going back to the Pittsburgh game for my week winner at wide receiver. It's Tom Brady's wide receiver 1A. That's Mike Evans. After last week, the Steelers are giving up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, Buffalo just put an onslaught on them. Evans has gone over 60 yards in every game this year. He has three touchdowns on the year. Again, after what Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs did, uh, I can only assume that Mike Evans is going to score at least once um, in the end zone. There's nobody that can guard him from Pittsburgh's sideline. I'm expecting him to have a huge day, over 100 yards, maybe multiple touchdowns, another Mike Evans day. Okay, I like this pick, but I do think it's Godwin. The Steelers have actually been very good against big plays this season. Ignore the Gabe Davis two massive touchdowns. Um, because other than that, there really hasn't been anything let up over 35 yards. Um, that kind of fits into Godwin's wheelhouse more so than Evans. I think they both have big games this week. I don't know who's going to have the bigger game. I would, um, I would I have shadowing Evans most of the most of the game. I would have picked Godwin. However, he was on our list last week. I didn't feel like right. double. I didn't feel like doubling up on him. You know, um, I had to switch it over to his teammate, and I do think he's going to get some some red zone targets thrown his way. So I'm I'm rolling with Big Mike. Most likely going to get a touchdown. Um, so tight end, my last week winner, David and Joku going up against New England. New England is 21st against tight ends this season. They really haven't been great against that position. Um, I would expect Amari Cooper to be locked down most of this game, leaving David and Joku to catch a lot of balls down the middle. Um, great this season. You're going to get his six for 60 and hope for a touchdown. Um, and I think that we'll get one of those this week against New England. Okay, then. I'm going to choose George Kittle as my weak winner at tight end. He's going, he's visiting Atlanta. He's going against the Falcons. Atlanta is giving up 14 points per game to tight ends. Kittle has yet to score over like eight points this year. Uh, just a downright flop after missing the first two weeks of the season. He's due for a breakout game. He's still an, a very important player to the San Francisco offense. Um, an elite talent at tight end. This is going to be the game that puts George Kittle on the map this year and leave his fantasy owners really assured. I like it. George Kittle going to have a few big games this season. Like It's the same thing with Kyle Pitts. If you didn't, if you drafted a tight end early that wasn't Kelsey or Andrews, you're very disappointed. But I think Kelsey, or sorry, Kittle and Pitts will both have, let's say, like three or four big weeks this season. And this is one of the matchups for Kittle, at least, that you think um, he's likely to have one of those big games. Kyle Pitts, no, on the other side of the ball in this game. Let's ride Kittle this week. Let's ride him. Yeah. Uh, any any last minute? Uh, wishes of luck, comments, or concerns you have for our listeners this week? I wish you all very good luck on Sunday. Um, send us any questions that you have on our socials. Yeah, uh, Facebook, I'll be fielding lineup questions all Sunday morning, so don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, if you're in the fantasy football gurus, experts, and beginners 
group chat on Facebook. It's it's nearing a hundred thousand members. So odds are, if you're on Facebook and if you play fantasy football, you're in it. Um, I'm pretty much the head guy. I'm one of the group ex- experts there. I'm the head guy for his Sunday morning lineup questionnaires. And I have to say, we've had a good success rate between you and I both. Um, we've been pretty accurate this year, and it's only going to get better as the season progresses. So shoot us, shoot your questions our way. Um, you can subscribe to our newsletter, Winning with Wagme, at wagmefantasy.com. All of our socials are at wagmefantasy. Uh, that's pretty much it today, folks. We're going to see you next week, and good luck. <laughs>